There's only one place you can get the true Colorado Mountain Pie. It's your favorite locally owned, legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint. It's Bojo's. Mention DNVR when you go there and you're going to get a free honey cheese bread at any and all of their six Colorado locations. They've got gluten-free. They've got cheeseless pizza. They've even got plant-based options for you. But the crown jewel is the Colorado Mountain Pie. So make sure you check out Bojo's and make sure you mention DNVR when you go. Welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. And boys, there are only a few times in my life where coffee couldn't bring me back from the dead. And today is one of those days. Oh, Jesus, Ryan. <laughs> get it together. Did you just say Jesus? Yeah, Jesus. Was like, a, geez, yeah, like, it's like, like Bojo's. Bojo's. Yeah, shout out to Bojo's. Yeah. Didn't you work just, for you? You just took away my last bits of energy that I have. <laughs> if it sounds like we're a little quiet today... Some of you will remember the podcast from last year that we did at the Combine from inside the, what do you call this, a lobby, a corridor? Atrium. I don't the know. Atrium? Atrium slash corridor because we've got these big windows here. We're looking out over a pristine landscape here in downtown Indianapolis. Snow fell today and the it's a gentle snowfall. It's settling on the branches of the barren trees in winter here. There is a church just across the street that uh, stands behind the trees. It actually looks pastoral. As we pastoral. Sit, as we sit here overlooking the snow-covered trees, <laughs> the cathedral sits in the background, and that's kind of the vibe of right now. You know, a light snow falls upon <laughs> the streets of Indianapolis. <laughs> the reason we're a little bit quiet is because we are um, in a public place. We're used to being in a, in a, pr- a private place. <laughs> just these, flopping it all out there. When we do these podcasts, which allows us to be as loud as we want. And so we realize when we are in a public place that we are really loud when we record this podcast. So we have to keep it down a little bit. But it does it kind of brings you on the journey with us. <laughs> As you sit here in the Indianapolis Convention Center with us as we record our last podcast from Indianapolis. Um, How time flies. Yeah, I, this one actually did go by fast. When I woke up this morning, I told Zach, my mind is sad that we're leaving, <laughs> but my body is happy. You don't cover a combine, you survive it. Yes. And especially the combine with- covers you. Yeah, with the schedule this year, because you recall last year there was no media availability before, what, 10 a.m.? Sure. this year they've moved up the player availability to where it starts at 8 a.m. And, gentlemen, I'll just speak for myself here, I fell asleep at 3.40 this morning. What were you doing until then? (laughs) Enjoying downtown Indianapolis. The sights, the sounds, the conversations. And then I woke up 
at 7.05, so I was asleep for three hours and 25 minutes. Mace. And I'm... Nice nap. Yeah, and I, I am exhausted. Mace is um, the eldest member of this <laughs> podcast, and he also has gone to bed at the exact same time as us each night, and then gotten up earlier than both of us each day. So uh, Incredibly impressive. He, he deserves a medal for his efforts this week. I am duty-bound. Besides, my guy Tyler Biotish was talking at 8 a.m. You think I was going to miss that? Absolutely <laughs> not. How come Zach doesn't have a guy? A guy. I, if you went to Alabama, you're my guy. Which okay. means you've been disappointed the last decade or so, haven't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big fan of uh, Kareem Jackson, yeah, though. Your favorite Bronco, Kareem? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, it's a while ago. He wasn't... Boy, he was a long time ago. Yeah, he was. That's wild. And he's still balling. He is still balling. He's still hitting hard. Were you even an Alabama fan when he was there? That's a good question. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as you can probably hear, we are keeping it down, but also we are uh, low energy, so we are We are clearing the room out, too, so that works well. Oh, uh, well, then we can turn it up a little bit. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. This is as... Uh, as tired as I've ever been when we were recording <laughs> a Broncos podcast here. Even when we recorded at what, what was that one? Three AM from the from the press box. Yep. Yep. We still had that that was like the goofy energy that we had going there. Maybe we can uh, recapture that as we go along here. One thing I wanted to start with today as we get into the podcast is just kind of the buzz around. We have been out and about and having conversations with different people and trying to learn what we can about the Broncos from kind of a different angle than we normally would here at the Combine. A lot of this is coming from, I wouldn't necessarily call it outside sources, but, you know, obviously not people on the Broncos coaching staff. So <laughs> what what, uh, what have you learned? What do you, What's your main takeaway from conversations you've been having uh, upon nightfall in Indianapolis? Well, there's a few, so I'll, I'll just take one uh, of the obvious ones, and, and that is – Bowles. Garrett Bowles is has gotta go. He's he's not the answer. A fourth year isn't going to magically turn him from being what seems to be a bust into a great player. You know, even though he has Mike Munchek, it's just it's not going to happen. And what we've heard is it's kind of out of his control. It's not like the guy isn't trying. It's not like he doesn't care. It's not like his heart's not in the right place. All of those things are true and you still get the same results so that just means the guy doesn't have it and that's what we've really heard from multiple different sources this week and it matches up with everything we've seen on the field this isn't a shock to anyone but when you hear it from so many different sides and again we're not talking about a first year guy or even a second year guy we're talking about a guy going on his fourth year that it's very clear and even when talking with with John Elway and Vic Fangio yesterday like I said yesterday it was kind of support for Garrett Bowles from them after the season. That's not there anymore. So I expect them. I expect that to be a big priority. Right now, I think that's it in the first round of the draft. Yeah, it really seems like no one around the league believes that Garrett Bowles is going to turn it around. And, and there was a time where we thought maybe the Broncos were feeling that way. But I think even they, um, as Mace has pointed out a few times, when they stepped away and they were able to look at the full body of work from last season. I do think that brought them a little more clarity on this situation. Now, I think 
I actually think Bowles is an okay plan C in the sense of if you can't find a free agent, you don't get someone in the draft, you can go one more year with him. But I do think it's clear that that the Broncos cannot continue doing this. We've known that for a while, and this is another one of those things where it's like we we feel like we know something, and then when we get to Indianapolis or we talk to people throughout the league, it does it, it helps us confirm what we've thought we've seen. And you guys think that we're hard on Garrett sometimes? <laughs> you should hear the conversations that go on when we're not, you know, when uh, people aren't talking into a microphone, and I'm not talking about us. Yeah, and the word is out that Garrett Bowles limits what the Broncos can do on offense, that they're scheming around him. They're scheming to protect him, and they're not able to do certain things they'd like to do for example, outside zone left because they're trying to work around Garrett Bowles. And that's a problem. That's going to constrict your possibilities offensively, especially the way the Broncos do want to uh, run the football. So I'd say it isn't just Bowles as well. Bowles is sort of the the headliner because he's the first-round pick and so much has been said about him. But the entire offensive line is in flux. Ron Leary's option is not going to be picked up. Elway said that on Tuesday. And Vic Fangio talked about how they got a glimpse of backups like Austin Schlopman, Patrick Morris, Elijah Wilkinson, but he didn't like come out and say they're starters. He said, well, they could be backup types. Or they could be starters. But, either, but Connor McGovern, he too is a free agent. Elway said he wants to talk to him. Doesn't mean they're going to get something done. Really, guys... On the offensive line, the only, the only stable spot right now, the only thing you know, the constant, is a guy who was a rookie last year, Dalton Reisner at left guard. They're hopeful that Juwan James can be healthy. But beyond that, who knows? Because, of course, they can get out of the contract after this year. But they, but a, they are going to go into this year hoping that Juwan James is right. But even so... That's two spots. You could have three other newcomers. And so I feel like we've, we're have we back where we seem to have been the last couple of years. Not a lot of stability up front. The difference is, I think, with Mike Munchak and Chris Cooper, you have the coaching that's going to get guys better. You, you can work toward a long-term plan. Mace, I can barely hear you over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh. As long as the listeners can hear. that That's a better level for me. Um, if we are going to fall asleep, we want to make sure you guys fall asleep <laughs> with us. <laughs> I know. We, we've got a, uh, our our guy on Twitter, DNVR Podcron, who <laughs> loves to say, like, I, I fell asleep peacefully to the DNVR Broncos <laughs> podcast. I'm like, that's the one thing you say that's not a compliment. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and this one, if you've been falling asleep to the other ones, this one will Put you right to bed. You're listening to Smooth Jazz <laughs> Um Here's my biggest takeaway, and and it's one of the, sadly, one of the few positive things we've heard because we've heard a lot of negatives, guys. Like you know, things about Garrett Bowles. We talked a little bit yesterday about how a lot of people believe the Broncos need to replace Royce Freeman. I mean, it is a different thing. These people aren't. They have no reason to spin, spin anything. You know, and that's that's been an interesting thing from my perspective is. When you are talking to people within the organization, 
they're going to want to have a positive outlook. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone would. Their you job know? depends on it's not, it. It's not like I think spin is a is a rough word, but they're going to look at things on the bright side. Last year we heard if you if you put the right things around Joe Flacco, he could be a top ten quarterback in the league. You know, that's like that's what people want to believe when they're inside of an organization. So, you know, the truth is there's been a lot of negatives, but one thing that's been really positive in everyone I've talked to is feelings around the league on Drew Locke. People really, truly believe that he is the real deal and that he can play and that he is, you know, respected. Um, And last night, someone said to me, which is actually a take I had on the day after the Super Bowl, but they said uh, Drew Locke right, right now gives the team a better chance to win than Jimmy Garoppolo. And... That is a that's high praise, um, not that because Jimmy Garoppolo is really good, but because he's a he's a respected quarterback in the NFL who's making what thirty million dollars a year. So. And he was just in the Super Bowl. He was just in the Super Bowl. So the, the people around the league are high on Drew Lock. Um, at least everyone I talked to, I really did not talk to someone out here about Drew Lock that had a negative thing to say, um, or not in the sense of like there's nothing wrong with him, he's perfect, but in terms of negative outlook on his future. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, and it certainly runs counter to maybe what's uh, the popular popular narrative nationwide, which is uh, really kind of overlooking the Broncos. I think there's a lot of optimism for Drew Locke in Denver, but it's interesting that in the inside football circles, there's the same kind of optimism that Broncos country has about Drew Locke. And, I, I mean, that's kind of the most reass- that's the most reassuring thing. Because, you know, there were the the issues on the O-line. There's, you know, questions on the roster and uh, even in some conversations, uh, questions about ownership and what's next and uh, what the Broncos can do in their current state. But the most important on-field aspect appears to engender a lot of confidence around the league. Well, and it's, it's all that matters, really. I mean, all the other things are important part of the equation. But even if all those other things don't work out, if Drew Locke works out, we're not talking about losing seasons anymore. We're not talking about a fourth straight losing season. We're not talking about flirting with 500. We're talking about double-digit wins. Nearly every single year, if he pans out to be the quarterback that we think he is, and hearing it from, from people outside of the Broncos organization, people that are with other teams in the league, hear them have that confidence just makes me feel even better about how I felt about Drew Locke for 14 months now? Th- 13 months? Mm-hmm. And that's just adding, we're stacking months on months. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, we overheard a conversation uh, with a media member and talking to uh, another media member from out of town at Denver Media, and they were like, yeah, I was shocked by Drew Locke. He just came out of nowhere. I had no <laughs> no clue. And then all of a sudden, and like Zach and I looked at each other, we're like, couldn't be us. Not shocked about that. <laughs> couldn't be us. <laughs> um, it, it's, it has been really good to hear endorsements of Drew. I, th- I think one other thing that we have to mention that we haven't talked about yet is uh, the feelings on the Broncos' ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is a lot more feeling-based because I don't think people, you know, c- coaches and other people around the league necessarily have inside info on something like this. It's a little bit different than just a perspective on a player. You know, they're not they're not BSing us about how they feel about Drew Locke. This is just a, a vibe. 
And the vibe around the league is that the Broncos are going to be sold. Exactly. And it's not even like, yeah, I think the Broncos will be sold instead of it being passed down to Brittany Bolin. It is when the Broncos are sold or in order to fix this issue, you have to wait to do that until they're sold. It's like it's a foregone conclusion. And to us, it, it you know, when they say that, they may not even be saying that to like, try to give us their opinion they're just saying it as a part of a sentence but for us it's like wait wait the you know that that's kind of a big deal right there but when you take a step outside of denver Mm -hmm. you lose that emotional touch with the bolins and what the bolin family means in denver and these guys are just looking at as well look what's look what's happened look what's going to happen um of course they're going to be sold and to me that that's of a good different perspective to have when you take a step outside of Denver. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be sold. Well, what's interesting is that because there's so much movement among coaches, scouts around the NFL that almost everyone knows what it's like to work in different organizations so they can compare and contrast experiences for a long time. Those who weren't with the Broncos if they were in tougher situations ownership-wise, had a sense of envy toward the Broncos during much of Pat Bowen's stewardship. Now, instead of envy, there's it's empathy for the fact that, okay, maybe I'm, a, I'm somebody who was in the Broncos organization at one point, and now I'm somewhere else, and... and I love what this organization is. This new this organization I'm in and now love what that is from the top down. And the Broncos maybe look a little bit uh, lacking to them to those that are experiencing something different right now. Yeah, it's interesting. It's certainly interesting and I think Zach really hit the nail on the head when he said people aren't no one has said like, man, the ownership situation, that's really interesting. If, if you asked me, I think they're going to sell the team. It was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, when that when they sell the team and the next owner comes in, it's going to be really great for him to have someone like Drew Locke guiding the ship. Mm-hmm. Like that's an actual thing that someone said to me. <laughs> so um, It's one thing you don't have to worry about. It, it's, it's just interesting. Again, I don't think that's like a scoop in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's, it's interesting to hear – that that thought process it doesn't even sound like a conversation in their eyes um we we have a lot more to share on these sort of subjects that will come out in the coming days on the podcast but also some stuff that is going to be exclusive to an article i'm putting together um in the next day or so once i have some energy back (laughs) then that's going to be can't miss (laughs) that's going to have a a lot uh that what we learned out here and just kind of a culmination of everything the three of us have talked about we've just kind of had a like a little bit of like a running diary uh of <laughs> thought that word was gonna go a different <laughs> way <laughs> and it would fit with the word before it too <laughs> oh dear guys oh We've had a running journal. <laughs> that may be better. <laughs> of, of kind of just conversations we've had and, and things we've learned. So make sure um, you check that out. Make sure you subscribe to the dnvr.com to make sure you get that because it will be behind the paywall like most of our stuff is. Although I did write a story yesterday on LaVisca Chenault and um, his uh, 
uh, interaction with Kobe and Gianna Bryant as he sat courtside with them for the last Lakers game they ever uh, attended. And uh, that one's free. So if you want to go to the website and just kind of get a feel for the way things are and check out that story, then uh, you're welcome to do so. Before we move on, a quick shout out to Brackenridge Brewery. The best. Best beers in the world. They're damn good beers. Um, there is a place here in Indianapolis that had damn good food mm-hmm. on their wall, on the right on the outside of their, uh, on the window on the outside of their restaurant. And I went in there and gave them a piece of my mind for stealing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Brackenridge Brews, damn good beers. We had them out here in Indy. We will have them when we get back to Denver. We love them. They love us. We love you. They love you. It's it's a big thing that we all have going here. And another thing that we love is our new coverage of the Colorado Raptors. And we love this because it's just doing what DNVR does. And it's just sweeping up a whole new community, welcoming them uh, into our life. But then also getting to learn this game. I'm not going to lie. I, I just haven't been exposed to much rugby and that's why i absolutely love that we're starting to cover the colorado raptors with our guy colton who's covering them for us and because i get to not only find out about the raptors but learn this game and it's perfect i mean this is what this is what denver needed and colorado needed and we're doing that on the dnvr.com so be sure to check out our coverage like i said we got a guy uh there every single day and make sure you check out a game they're only 20 bucks to go to kids are five bucks you can even get breck brews there so definitely check them out as the season is underway season's underway the weather's going to start getting better as well so there are going to be some nice colorado afternoons and games are typically on saturday so to go outside and enjoy enjoy that uh late winter early spring air and uh a pretty good vibe, a lot of fun over there at Colorado Raptors rugby matches. So and check that out. You can mainline Breckenridge Brews while you watch. <laughs> mainline. <laughs> Just get home safely. <laughs> yes. Call call an Uber or Lyft. All right, let's hop into the comment section and uh, listen to what the people have to say. Mm-hmm. And the first one comes in from Iceman. Well, I love Iceman. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, friends, it was awesome to see Godfather happy and smiling. And really quick, the word happy is spelled H, smiley face, P-P-U-I. They say that you only need a few of the letters to be correct to be able to yeah. figure it out. <laughs> you did well. You read it. Yeah. <laughs> he says John seems a little off, especially towards the end of his Q&A. I, I disagree. didn't sense that. Yeah, I actually thought he was as on as could be. Yeah, they, he, he seemed like even in a better mood than typical. Yeah, he was chipper, I would say. <laughs> it's and the mood of somebody who should have his quarterback. Yeah, I think uh, that has to uh, do. And he literally said it's a lot more fun being out here yeah. when you don't have to search for a quarterback, which was fun for mm-hmm. me to hear. Um, <laughs> so I thought he was actually on. Um, but it's interesting to hear that. I Because actually we even talked to someone who thought he was extra, extra on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so said you can't build the nest mace without getting three offensive linemen for Andrew. Four would be even better. Even if it takes two off seasons, go Broncos, Dalton, Drew, and DNVR. <laughs> Have I not been advocating getting offensive linemen? I think you've said everything's fine on the offensive line. Yeah, you said roll with bowls, <laughs> sign McGovern, <laughs> Elijah Wilkinson's the future. They will take two offensive linemen in the first two days of the draft. That's my prediction. Tyler Biotish and Tyler Biotish? <laughs> Could be Biotish. It'll be one in one interior and one tackle. 
What's interesting, and this will be on the DMVR.com uh, later on in the story I post, is uh, focus, I'm focusing on Tyler Biotish, Lloyd Cushenberry of LSU, Cesar Ruiz of Michigan. They're centers by trade. All three talked about the possibility of being guards, which is what you have to do. You have to be flexible, and you know the Broncos, they're kind of figuring out what their needs are. There's a hole at right guard. There could be a hole at center. And if you pick an interior O-lineman on day two, you want him to be like Dalton Reisner, plug and play. Next one's from Mark Shippers, who says, Hey, buddies, I'm more of a fan of Tua than Burrow. Wait, really quick, a story. (laughs) Um, I was sitting in the media room, and there's two guys behind me who were clearly coworkers for some outlet. And one of them turned to the other and said, Is it Burrow or Burrows? And that just made me really thankful for you guys because that would really piss me off if one of you said that to me. <laughs> that would be bad. Is it Tua or Tua's? Yeah, it's just like, what are, you don't know the name of the Heisman Trophy winner and soon to be over number one overall pick. And what are you doing cover this here? League. Open your eyes. <laughs> oh, I'd love to get a full-throated Zach open your eyes right now. <laughs> I bet everyone would open their eyes in this room. <laughs> All right, he says, um, he goes on and says, so he says he's a bigger fan of Tua than Burrow, most natural QB to me, and pretty throws. If the Bengals even have a 1% thought that Joe Burrow might not want to play there, why not just take Tua and let him sit a year behind Dalton, Andy Dalton? Um, That's what I would do. Seems like no one thinks this is even possible. It might happen. I don't know. Uh, thanks for all you guys do. Mark in Kansas. P.S. Zach, check your Insta DMs. You'll laugh at what I sent you. Mm, I'll definitely be checking those after this pod. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Dalton, there appears to be some buzz and momentum about Dalton to New England. Interesting. Mm, so that would mean that would John be would flex. be talking to Tom Brady. That would be the ultimate flex on Bill Belichick's part. It would be. If he's like, this is how I'll prove to everyone <laughs> that I am the mastermind here. <laughs> I'll, I can win with Andy effing Dalton. Uh, and then what What would Tom's, what would the exact same flex from Tom be going to? Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, the Raiders. Miami. Miami. Yeah. The Raiders who have literally uh, won conference title since 1984. I can guarantee wow. that if that was like a little bet they had, who can get more wins, Belichick would win that. I wouldn't <laughs> bet against that. Next one coming in from Antonio Acosta. Hey, guys, just ran across this scenario, and I thought I'd have fun with you. Here's the situation. You are kidnapped. Oh, this no. doesn't sound fun. But the kidnappers don't want anyone to know you have been kidnapped. Okay. So they decide to let you continue to tweet. What would you tweet to let your friends know you've been kidnapped? A few rules. It must be sports-related, and since the kidnappers follow you, it can't bash your team or have you support another team. My tweet would be as follows. No doubt Peyton Manning is the best quarterback to wear orange and blue. Elway was good, but not quite up to Peyton's standard. No one would know you were kidnapped. (laughs) No. It screams kidnapped to me. <laughs> I mean, maybe your friends, I guess your friends yeah. would know because he, right. his friends would know he's a big Elway over Peyton guy. Can't wait to move on from Chris Harris Jr. Overpriced and over-the-hill cornerback. Time to gain some youth in the secondary. These are just reasonable <laughs> takes. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows I actually watched Elway play live and understand what he brought to the game, making him not only the best quarterback in Broncos history, but the best in NFL history. Mm. And 
I will never give up on Chris Harris Jr. I understand his importance in the secondary. Chris Harris Jr. was still a top-notch cornerback. I am definitely not following these fans that don't understand how hard it is to find great cornerbacks. My favorite current player and my top five on my all-time list. Atwater, Vance Johnson, (laughs) (laughs) John Elway. Chris Harris Jr. and Simon Fletcher. That was fun. It was like watching a mouse walk right into a mouse trap. I saw it right ahead. I saw it, and I just had a feeling it was going to happen. So, what would be your phrase or your um, take that would make us all know RK's in trouble? I can't even say the words that I would that I would have to say. I said I'm proud yeah, it would to be, be a CSU uh, Ram. Uh, I have shivers. Um, it would be that or go big red. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would know. I would know. Mace, what would yours be? You probably would just think my account was hacked, not that I was kidnapped. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> mm. What would mine be? Uh, I'm a New York Mets fan. Hmm. Yeah, I don't not, think you lost let, a bet. Let's go Mets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. I'm not even going to speak mine. What would it be? I can't say it. I'm oh, never going to say it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope I'm not kidnapped. Oh. It would be obvious. You would well, then say, say it. I get, can't can say you it. you say part of the sentence? Um, <laughs> has to. Well, it's, it's a person's name. Okay. Who True. plays in Green Bay. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is the best quarterback. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, of all yeah. time. Yeah, there we go. That works. Count Locula, to use an RK relationship comparison. Drink. Elway <laughs> is the lock, as is the guy who tells his wife, "I'm a hundred percent your man," unless that one woman. It's kind of fun to envision Tom Brady as a crop here too. Crop From- top. Crop top here too. <laughs> here. From college, shows up and asks me to run away with her. Love the count. No person would ever say that to their wife. No. Could you imagine? <laughs> and speaking of wives and Tom Brady, it is Tom Brady's 11-year anniversary with Giselle. So congratulations, Tom. Congratulations. <laughs> Congrats on the next question. Do you mem- does anyone Congrats remember- on the Giselle. Does anyone remember the name of his ex that he was with before? <laughs> no. Bridget Moynihan. Oh. Would you say she was the bridge? No. <laughs> well, uh, they, they had a kid together. That kid is the bridge between them that still exists to this day. Okay. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. That's when the that's when the relationship went under. It was right about the time she got pregnant. Wow. The eighth child. <laughs> <laughs> From Love Thunder down under. Pro- proposing tradition for your combine trip. Start the pod with a breathalyzer and read out your blood alcohol readings on stage. No way at 3 a.m. bachelor session was done without being incredibly, well, invested in your evening. Just, just set, this, <laughs> set things straight. We def- To this point, we've never drank before the podcast. Nope, nope, we did. No. We watched The Bachelor from, what, 6 to 8, 5, 8.05? Yep. Yeah. P.m., pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
We should at some point. We should do a 3 a.m. bachelor session with Breck Brews. Yeah, I would I would be invested I would... until you take away from him <laughs> in that. Uh, but to this point, we have yet to have no. a drunken podcast. I don't know if there'll be a drunken podcast, but I do anticipate at some point in the future there are going to be podcasts done while we are having a libation or two. Yes. Ah, yes, yes. Um, I've always the dream has always been fourth preseason game. Oh yes. Oh, we have to do third preseason game. Uh, I guess we'll have a fourth one this year, but it looks like the CBA may be passed with seventeen game season with three preseason oh, games. Oh my god! It's, head, it's <laughs> headed to the player to celebrate that. It's head to the player vote now. Now the it's going to take about a week to get all the player votes in, but. What's interesting is that the... What, are they going by carrier pigeon? (laughs) They want to get everyone involved. But what's interesting is that it did not have the two-thirds majority from the team representatives. It was 17 to 14 with one abstention. Brandon McManus voted no, according to Mike Kliss. I thought you had to have the two-thirds. It's it's rare to see an NFL player abstain. He goes on and says, you know who was definitely on the spirits? The big Tabowski, who within one 1,000-word essay went from peacekeeping nonviolent listener to calling for blood in most semi-contact sports. Stay off the rums, chap. (laughs) He said champ, but I liked it better the way he said it. For Mark IT Snatch, hey guys, since you're in Indy and we're all a part of Broncos country, have you heard Brad Williams' story about going to the comedy club in town? And B, have you gone there? Nose across the board. No, no. no. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Along the same vein, every team has celebrities among their fandom. Are there any in ours you'd like to have on the pod? So a celebrity? Jessica Biel. Oh, yep. She's (laughs) welcome anytime. I wouldn't mind having Don Cheadle do like the VO intro to our pod. What would he do? Just trying to unseat Pleasure Horse? Wow. With an East. Well, no, you could do the song and then you could have, you know, Don Cheadle say, This is the DNVR Broncos podcast. Hmm. Yeah. With, and now here's, put the three names Ryan Ryan Konigsberg, Andrew Mason, Zach Stevens. Yeah. um, The the celebrity that I want on this podcast is Johnny Bullen. <laughs> he had another uh that would have to be on the Machedney Insta- podcast. <laughs> he had another insane insane Instagram story in the last twenty four hours. Hey. It takes you about twenty four hours to watch it too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's just a stream. <laughs> a live stream. Um Finally, he says, this may be a dumb question, but based on what you've seen so far, what positions absolutely need to be addressed before the draft, i.e. during free agency? Are there any players on your radar that haven't been talked about ad nauseum by the national media? Hmm. One thing this kind of leads me to say is that it really feels like the Broncos are going to address the defense in free agency and the offense in the draft. And that's another thing that, again, not inside information per se, as much as just that's a feeling around that people believe and uh, Mm -hmm. those exact two positions need to be or that two positions on that side need to be addressed in free agency which i believe will happen and that's defensive line look yesterday john elway i think told nine news as may said yesterday that defensive line is the deepest position in free agency so john elway is saying it they have a lot of money and they desperately need it so boom there you go you fill that in free agency and then cornerback you 
you got you're not going to get Jeff Okuda, and you have to get a quality starter there. So I think that'll be addressed uh, in free agency as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see if the value is there a running back brought aboard in free agency, a complimentary back to Philip Lindsay. There should be a lot of you know decent players available right. out there. Maybe someone who can catch passes. Actually, Theoretic. You could bring him back, or he's a restricted free agent. Maybe you kick the tires on Austin Eckler. A very hmm. good pass catching. There's back. no way they're letting him go. What if they get in the Tom Terrific sweepstakes? You definitely keep him. Yeah. Maybe, but what if you're? But Tom Terrific could be asking for thirty-six million dollars a year. He about- also probably ask for a white running back. <laughs> seems like he always has one. What about Melvin Gordon? He's going to be available. Nope. Uh, yeah. Hard uh, pass. Yeah, I don't think I'm doing that either. Next one comes in from the Big Tabowski. Speaking of white running backs, or I guess quarterbacks, the Big Tabowski. Oh wow, T-Bow. that was a di- that was a dig. <laughs> I am at Tebow. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But I love you, Tim. He says I think Garrett Bowles could be an elite guard. He has the agility and power, and tends to only have his holds when a defender gets around him on the five technique. Usually, so having Reisner, Biotish, Bowles as your interior offensive line, or Cushenberry, then James and a rookie offensive tackle at fifteen. I'm very happy about that. Thoughts? No, sorry. I don't think that Garrett Bowles can be elite at anything. Remember, at if you go inside to guard, that means everything's coming at you faster. I just, I think there's a lot that has to do with just the mental side of the game, and, and I, it, that doesn't change. It's another thing that was emphasized this week to us. Yep. What was that? And you're right, that doesn't change. Elite? No. I think you probably just keep him on the roster this year. Um, you could try him a guard, but boy, that's, I don't want that to be my plan. You know, he, he's a backup, and if he has to play somewhere, I hope he can learn guard, but not counting on anything from him. Yeah, I wouldn't. Dan Burke, who has the hashtag trade up for rugs now in his handle. Number one, Mace, I'm shocked that only two people were there to see Antonio Gibson. They're sleeping on our guy. Shake my head. I agree with your interpretation of Vic's depth at receiver comments, by the way. I took it to mean it's something they'll address multiple times instead of waiting to address it. Number two, Vic did an interview with PFT the other day, and the Mike Florio, notable Broncos hater in the past, was gushing over Drew Locke. Vic himself was more complimentary to Drew in that than he was in his presser. He said he learned a lot about Locke during the KC game. He said that Drew was never phased during the game and had the mentality that the team could and would score each possession. Number three, Mr. B. Number four, I don't advocate a trade for Diggs, but I find it very interesting that people perceive him as a locker room cancer when Am Thielen had issues with Kirk Cousins. Thielen straight up said that Cousins had to, quote, hit deep balls, unquote, and that ordeal led to Cousins publicly apologizing and caused a distraction for the team. Cousins also had issues with teammates in Washington, but somehow Diggs is the issue, sips tea. By the way, I found it funny that Zach didn't know what Stan meant. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he once called a song he liked a bop, (laughs) so he's not totally out of the loop, LMAO. (laughs) Maze, have you ever heard of a song called a bop? I know of the Ramones Blitzkrieg bop from back in the late 70s. (laughs) I... Oh, All right. let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a bop. So, so what do you think of uh, what uh, Vic told Mike Florio? 
about uh, Drew Locke's presence. BS that Vic never gives us good quotes like that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, it's, good, it's good to hear. Yeah. I like I that agree. he put some praise on Drew and to- mm-hmm. like told an anecdotal story. Like That sounds like the dream to hear Vic tell a story that's not from 1945. <laughs> a modern era story. <laughs> yeah. y- y- you mean the John Forcade story doesn't Mace loves that. Forget Forcade. I-, I love that because I saw John Forcade play in person. Yeah. When yeah. the Saints lost to the Bucks <laughs> in Tampa in 1989. Uh, I think a podcast of Vic and Mace would be pretty good. Oh, boy. Yeah, he would actually, Vic would really talk on that one. Yeah? Yeah. You know what people say if you ask Belichick about, oh, what is it you ask him about? And he really opens up. Just anything about football history, oh. yeah, really. Yeah, well, the Vic, history. He well, really opens up, and that's kind of like Vic. Vic gave me like a 75 Second answer. That was way off. I know. Well, we're trying to be quiet here. When I asked him about the O line yesterday. <laughs> yeah. About what? The O line yesterday. He gave a rant, long answer. Yeah, you got a pop culture reference in there. <laughs> it was all great. A modern pop culture reference. Yes. Speaking of modern pop culture, Mountain Drew comes in and says, "Are the words of Mike Kliss just damage control for John Elway?" His twist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> he's right around here. <laughs> His Twitter account at times is almost comical. Respectfully, Mountain Drew. And the next question here comes in from Mountain Drew. He says, Mace, do you mind sharing some of Antonio Gibson's comps for himself? Thanks. The one that, popped in, that, that pops in my head right away was Ty Montgomery. The uh, receiver turned running back who... Uh, had some success with the Packers. I, I think I think he can be better than Ty Montgomery, though. I think he's better built. I like that comp. Yeah, yeah. I also like, for some reason, seeing a, like a, a running, a, a, someone lining up behind the quarterback with the number eighty-eight or whatever. No, he was. I cannot stand that. But I think you can do some also do some Debo Samuel type things with him, and not a comp, but his name did come up in the conversation. Well, I like that. Definitely like yeah. that comp. I've always wondered, and this is just kind of random, goes along the lines of Ty Montgomery or Cordell Patterson or one of these guys, like the sweep, the the run play, a sweep. I don't understand why that's not run more to just guys who are just athletes. Like that's the same thing as a reverse. Yeah. Any position should be able to do that. Yeah, it's, it's, there's, it, there's not like nuance to it. It's no. just run as fast as you can, try and get to the edge and take off. Yep, it should be done. It should be done more. There's and nuance on the blocking front, but I just feel like that should be run, that play should be run more for just athletes. Do you want to see it with Noah Fant anymore, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'd, a toss sweep to Noah Fant, I could be interested in. A toss, so get him <laughs> on the outside. Just get him with a head of steam before right. he runs into anyone. Uh, yes. Well, that, that's what he does best: get him with a head of steam, and he makes people miss in the open field. Right. Right. That's his skill set. The problem is, like, I just, I don't want to go going east and west. I'd rather honestly just see him get a carry, just to run straight. <laughs> <laughs> Next get it one. for Virgil Green back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Next oh. one coming in from Junior Pancake. Howdy, fellas. Hope y'all are having a great Wednesday in Indy. I've only been there one time, and it was for a sales training when I worked for Ryan's favorite company, 
fast and all. Their <laughs> largest distribution hub is located in Indy, and Ryan, you'll be pleased to hear that they have scales to help count the nuts and bolts. <laughs> Instead, the old hand count method. Wow. Yeah. I think that came around in my later days <laughs> working for the company. <laughs> Got, well, then you wouldn't have had a job. Yeah. So I'm happy that it... It took her derbs. <laughs> what? It's a South Park reference. Oh. I didn't get it. You didn't get it? Did you, Mace? They took our jobs? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. Someone out there got <laughs> I haven't seen enough South Park. I mean, I've seen... It's funny, like, I watched the first few couple of seasons of it, and then I've only seen, like, occasional episodes since then. It's... It's fantastic. Guys. It is snowing hard. Look over that way. Yeah. Oh, wow. I definitely thought you were doing that trick. Like, oh, my God, look over there, and you're going to be gone when I turned around. <laughs> it's actually a, pre- it's a pretty elegant snowfall here. We're a little, where we are, it's a little bit uh, uh, buffered from the wind, so we're seeing the flakes kind of fly around, and they're big, they're big thick, fat snowflakes yeah you know what they say about big big flakes they come from people with big hands not not a lot of snow anyways we go on (laughs) he goes on and says guys i couldn't be happier to finally hear john endorse drew lock the tom brady comment had no effect on me it felt more like a respect thing now for my question mace on a scale from one to 75 how excited were you to talk to tyler biotish i'd say a solid 60 or 65 Wow, and uh, he he. Well, I mean, I've seen interviews with him before, so I knew what kind of presence he had. I know, I know how intelligent he is. It's funny because Jonathan Taylor, the running back for Wisconsin, he corrected someone who mispronounced Biotish. He's like, just make sure you pronounce the name right. <laughs> and then Taylor went on. He talked about him and said, you know, one thing that it doesn't get said a lot, but Biotish is very smart. And that's one of the reasons why he does such a good job up front. And I thought, you well, maybe was, I don't know where it's not said. I've been saying that about Biotish for the you know last year or so. <laughs> Did you tell him that? <laughs> it was a huge crowd for <laughs> Taylor. Kidding. I couldn't get in my question, but yeah, you know, it's just in, it's just interesting. I'm, am, would you say I'm a stand for Wisconsin offensive lineman? Ah, Stan. Yes. Okay. Of course. He goes on and says, as always, love the pod and DNVR. In all seriousness, not a single day goes by that I don't bring you guys or the DNVR name up during casual conversation. This pod is hands down the best I have ever listened to, and I look forward to it every day. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Way too cool. P.S. Waffles and French toast can go kick rocks. Pancakes for life. Which reminds me that today in the uh, press room, they had something called flapjack cake, which was very good. Yeah, it was a cake. Yeah, that's why with it's like, called flapjack cake. <laughs> with pancake batter in it. And Oh, really? Guys, it's the most unusual and maybe the best thing I've ever had in all my years of, com- of league-supplied combine lunches. Yeah, I will say that's what I said to Zach. I'm like, this tastes like it was actually made in a bakery, not <laughs> yeah. like a catering... Not like the Indiana Convention Center commissary? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is from Negative False Positive. Hey, guys, I love the Combine coverage. I'm certain that Vic Fangio and L.A. love Locke despite seemingly lukewarm rhetoric. I saw an interview with Fangio on PFT. Oh, well, we, we talked about that. Always always wants to keep people guessing, and yet it is difficult to watch L.A. talk about Locke and not see right through the double talk. They are both very juiced, and I'm sure they tell him that in private. 
You mentioned how difficult it is to replace the entire O-line. How about a trade? Are there any rumors kicking around? Hmm. Not really, no. Here's the thing is there are options to to build your offensive line through quality measures this year. It requires a first-round pick at tackle, and it requires, what, $12 million at guard? And then you're looking pretty darn good. But also, don't force things. If it's not there, don't don't overdraft or overspend. Do that next year. It it when you have five pieces to fill, it's really hard to do that in one year. Doesn't require a first round pick. Maybe you can get Prince Tega Winogu from Auburn in the second. Yeah, it doesn't require it. Right, but it it requires significant investment. And he, by the way, as far as guys nailing the interview with the media, Prince Tega Winogu was phenomenal. Charming, he's got a great backstory. He only took up football a few years ago. He came from Nigeria. He wants to go back to Nigeria when he was retired. Described in detail this stew that he had over there that he misses and he can't get. What is it? I, it's hard to describe. I, I didn't. I didn't. Never heard of the word, but it was just he described like the broth it was in, and you can use various types of meats. In that it. sounds good. Yeah. I didn't know anything about I'm Nigeria. I'm to stew on that before I decided it sounds good. <laughs> Look, he's the Nigerian prince whose name you want to see in your inbox. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Okay, from eat so much, pay so little. Zach, bro, it's eat so much, pay so little. Peso, as in the official currency of Mexico. It's That's a really Casa good. Bonita homage. <laughs> LOL, we need to lower the amount of Spanish we throw at Zach. Hey, hey, <laughs> Great work at the Combine so far, Jones. Okay, so yesterday I said, eat so much, pee so little. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair... We didn't correct you. You, you smushed them all. To, you can use spaces in here. That would have helped me a lot. And also, as Ryan pointed out to me... You go from English to Spanish with not even a single li- uh, space. That's yep. not fair. It's That's not, not fair. fair. But in you the, ever hear of Spanglish? <laughs> in the words of uh, Anchorman, you know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> well, that's that's for damn in sure. In English, please. <laughs> from Larry Den Jr., trying to adjust to you, uh, to you guys putting out the pod later because of all the work you're doing in Indy. Great pod yesterday. From reports, you guys in press conferences, I, number one, get the feeling that O-line is our number one priority unless they are feeling it's some guys they can get later. I mean, I thought for sure you must replace two starters on the offensive line, but three? Oh, my God. I really feel like we're going to trade down. I think we're serious about some of the wide receivers after the top three, and we're really serious about grabbing a combo combo of top O linemen like Biotish and Josh Jones or Cushenberry and Wills. Or Willis? Is it Wills or Willis? Wills. Wills. To pair with LaVisco or Rieger and Mims. What do you guys think? Well, I think that today uh, Wills uh, was asked about the Broncos, and he said he hadn't met with him, and he said it was surreal to talk to John Elway after watching him on TV as a kid. But this causes question because he was born <laughs> after John Elway retired. Yes, but NFL Network will replay old games of John Elway's you think and just... old highlights. And so, yeah, I think that's what that's referring to. I think he was just watching uh, commercials for John Elway <laughs> auto dealers or whatever they were called. John Elway. American oh, Financing. Yeah, the, the guy that sells cars and oh, no, home, home oh, loans, right? Yeah. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> Wait, or, is that the one who's is that Dylan Doug? No, 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 that's a different guy. Or maybe he Jake was watching. Maybe he was watching arena football games on NBC about fourteen years ago, 
and saw all the shots of John Elway in the owner's suite at Pepsi Center. Oh, that'd be amazing if he was like, it was so cool meeting John Elway. I grew up a massive Colorado Crush fan. He was my favorite owner out there. The next one coming in from Alaska Preston. Hey, fellas, thought I'd join on the bad really roommate quick, topic. Really quick, just to answer Larry Dunn's question. Oh, yeah, What bad. do you feel about two offensive linemen rather than two wide receivers? I, look, I think it's possible if they hold on to five picks in the first two days that you see two offensive linemen and two wide receivers. Or even oh, if they just have in the four. first two, in the first two picks. Yeah. Uh, depends how the draft is flowing and how it's going. It's not sexy, but... Yeah, it's not set. It's more responsible drafting two wide, two back-to-back offensive linemen in the first two rounds instead of two wide receivers back-to-back. Yeah. And that boy, that's a move that wouldn't get killed. It wouldn't be sexy, but everyone would be saying, "Huh, John's being smart." Yeah, it's I lo- like, I'd love I'd love to see it and I hate to see it, it's you know? Like going to bed at 9:30 in Indianapolis. It's not a great idea <laughs> when you do it, but the next day you feel a lot better about it. Yeah, we haven't made very good decisions in that regard this trip. <laughs> We're sexy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, Alaska Preston. Hey, fellas, thought I'd join in on the bad roommate topic. Uh-oh. Don't worry, I'll include a... Bloof. Bloof. Bottom line up front. But Thank you. That's He included a TLDR. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because TLDRs go at the bottom. Right. Bloofs go at the front. My freshman year of college, I had a roommate who was very sketchy. When we first moved in, his dad made a comment that he was so happy to get my roommate out of Ohio and into Utah because, quote, the drug situation in Ohio is just so bad right now, unquote. Fast forward a few weeks and come to find out my roommate is one of the biggest dealers on campus and his dad was his supplier. We shared a room. We spent many of ske- sketchy <laughs> deal went down while I was sitting at my desk studying. I ain't no snitch, but I was overjoyed when I heard he'd fled to Wyoming after getting in a car chase with the cops. We wound up having multiple officers and RAs show up at our dorm to go through his things. Luckily, they didn't find my whiskeys, but after that, we never saw him again. Bottom line up front, freshman year roommate was a drug dealer. He ended up disappearing and haven't seen him since. No question today, as I'm positive I ran far past my word limit. One thing, please keep making the behind-the-scenes content as well as getting to know the DNVR family series. It's cool getting to put faces to voices as well as seeing you all interacting. Much love and God bless. Yeah, great to hear that. Yeah, we'll definitely keep giving you the behind-the-scenes stuff. And as RK said, there was a comment here calling out the bloof coming after oh, rather than they? up front. <laughs> That's hilarious. That, uh, man, when you were... When you're reading that story, Mace, I could just imagine that uh, Alaska Preston has like three little shooters of whiskey <laughs> in his drawer, and this other his, shaking his, in his boots as they're uh, searching. His the roommate room. has like 157 pounds of marijuana or something, <laughs> and, and the cops find the whiskey, of course. So I'm happy that didn't happen. From Mace's burner account, longtime freeloader, but pleased that y'all can finally say in three, two, one, we got, got him. him. We try that again. <laughs> Three, two, one. Got we got him. him. <laughs> one is to remind everyone of the closing song is by Pleasure Horse. This should be something that is mentioned once a pod. That's fair. This, this seems like Pleasure Horse's burner account. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Two, to let Mace know that I hate the way he says Hawaii. Hawaii. I feel like that's probably right. Uh, one time the Buffs were playing Hawaii in the first game of the season in the... Uh, announcer kept saying Hawaii. And it was really annoying. Well, the, the key the key is, and when I was at when I was out in Maui a couple years ago, talked with people about it because you're you're seeing it more common now with the apostrophe. 
between the two eyes in mm-hmm. Hawaii. So you have to have that hard stop to say it right. It is slightly in- infuriating the way that you say it. <laughs> <laughs> I was told by locals this was correct. I- I'm sure it is. Um, it just feels like you like ran into a wall or something in the middle of the word, and then you were able to continue. But that, but that when in the Hawaiian language, that's what the apostrophe <laughs> does. You have to have the pause. Yeah, it is infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> But Mace, I can tell that this really is your burner account because you only go after yourself in this comment, clearly indicating that you tried to say it was your burner account so it would take pressure away, but then you went after yourself. You know, you did you did too many things in this. Understand also, there's a firm degree of uh, self-loathing that exists within me. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Three for Mr. Bean and all myself. of his kids. Next one is from Sir James Radio. It says, Ryan, the phenomenon you were referring to a couple of pods ago when you're awake but still asleep is sleep paralysis. Actually, we talked about sleep paralysis yesterday, but the day before it, I was talking about the, the hallucinations, which I don't think is sleep paralysis, but I could be wrong. He said, I battle a serious bout of this about three times a year, and it is terrifying. Jeez, I'm sorry to hear that. I have a habit of falling right back into it after waking up, so I've started forcing myself to stay up about 36 to 48 hours to completely exhaust myself. Was that extreme? Yes, but it works for me. Being unable to move is probably my biggest emotion trigger. On the subjects of terrible roommates, I once lived with then my long since ex fiance. That's it. That's the story. <laughs> <laughs> She's an ex for a reason. Yes. Yeah. Yo, that's 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 a good one, Sir James Radio. Mm-hmm. Yo Bronco says, Thanks for the combine coverage. Let's do a before and after combine scenario. List your top four receivers and what order you feel they will be drafted as of today, and then again after the combine. Oh, okay, so like now and then after the drills of the combine. Here is my order at this time. This not the order I believe they should go, but how I perceive they will go. One, Rux, two, Lamb, Judy, three, Judy, four, LaVisca. I am in the belief that we need two more solid receivers, but I want them to come from the draft and not from free agency or via trade. I like the idea of our offense to be young and cost-controlled. Drink. (laughs) You guys crack me up on a daily basis. Thanks for being down-to-earth normal people. Don't change. Keep killing it. Well, we love you. It's Judy, Ruggs, Lamb, LaVisca. Exactly my order. Take LaVisca out of there. You putting he's T. Higgins in there? He's just out. Yeah, he's or out. Ranking four people, and you're just unranking. Them? <laughs> I'm un- I'm unranking him. Is it T. Higgins or Rager slipping into the top four? <sighs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go Rager. Okay. Um, but he wasn't saying who's your top four. He just said rank these, these four. four. Oh, these four. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think Judy's one though. I don't think they'll overthink that. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but. That will be someone else's gain if they do. And LaVisca, it's just medicals. I th- I think he ends up slipping, and I don't like it. I don't like to say it, but that's why. From Hank Hill's propane and propane accessories. <laughs> One, we had our first semi-pro game last Saturday, and I sent Ryan the eye black I was wearing with DNVR on it. Yeah, I shared that in our uh, giant company Slack channel, and everyone thought it was amazing. Way too cool. He says, unfortunately, we didn't win, and I didn't get much playing time, but I played well with what I got. Two tackles on kickoff. One, I got my ankle cleated. And I was the holder for our extra point. Seems like it, there was only one extra point, which... <laughs> Probably didn't go well. Yeah, Maybe they went for that. two a lot. 
Okay, next one here is from 940 Bronco. He says, Mace, I can totally relate to your tonsil story. I got my tonsils removed a year and a half ago, and my snoring could be heard on the other side of my parents' house. The doctor said I only had a quarter inch of breathing room in my throat, and my tonsils were some of the largest he'd ever seen. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. That recovery was two <laughs> weeks of misery. It was. Now, it it a- was. I went through the same thing. It was awful. God, I want to get mine removed, but everyone just says it's terrible. Yeah, I, w- I got mine removed and i'm a little uh what's it called i get motion sickness okay i yeah. guess and so when they took me i don't know <laughs> never mind <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know you get uh, nausea this, yeah. this podcast is taking a turn nausea through. heartburn indigestion <laughs> upset stomach diarrhea yeah, it was a really bad story, though, so <laughs> there was nothing good to it. Jesus. There was nothing bad to it, either. Anyways, he says, now to my Broncos question, what is wrong with this podcast right now? <laughs> when it comes to offensive line, if we were to go with a, a mix of free agency and the draft, what would your <laughs> ideal offensive line look like? Hmm. <laughs> I don't uh, know. <laughs> I would go... Uh, ideal offensive line? What do you do, Scherf or... I'm bringing a Scherf at guard, Biotish at center, and Tristan Wirfs drops, and he's my left tackle. Yep. And then Juwang James, right tackle, Dalton Reisner, left guard. If you're just focusing on offensive line, I right. think that's I think that's the best out there. If you're trying to focus on everything, I would just say maybe not Biotish unless he really falls to the third round. And he might because he's not going to work out here. He had surgery on his AC joint last month. He's going to be cleared in mid-April. One thing he said is he wanted to have the surgery. Just go ahead and do it, even though it cost him the pre-draft buildup so he could be ready for OTAs. But there may be some teams that have a little bit of uh, a skepticism about the injury, even though it was something he turned out he played with most of the year and was unaffected. Impressive. Well, Since tough, I feel like this tough podcast dude. needs a nice resetting point, <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys about Denver Rubber Company. They are your go-to place for rain plows. Well, not really, <laughs> because that was something we invented yesterday that doesn't really exist. But now it's snowing in Indianapolis, so they would need a snow plow, ah. which Denver Rubber Company is the best place to go to. They can customize everything to your exact needs, and they'll do it for a great price. They're tried and true since 1972. They are the best product. And the best company for all of your local needs. Call one eight hundred two five nine zero zero one zero or visit them at drcfirst.com slash DNVR. Next one coming in from True Chant Fan twenty four. I'm so very glad for this media outlet. I was the old Facebook reading clickbait, as we all do from time to time. There was this article about Tebow and the XFL. The comment section was a mess and made me wish y'all were the premier bron- and made me wish y'all were the premier Broncos media. We are. Yeah, I, yeah. thank you. <laughs> this lady was going off about how big of a mistake getting rid of Tebow was and how he would have had us won multiple Super Bowls, how PFM was a just okay, but that Denver never lacked the creativity and coaching to use Tim. Now, don't get me wrong, I ordered a custom Tebow jersey legit minutes after he was drafted. I truly love the dude from the overtime game to all the game-winning last-second drives. But come on, how does one even come to the idea that Tim Tebow was on the same level as PFM? Zach, say it with me. The greatest quarterback of all time. Hey, I want to believe it, man. Her only defense was, I quote, 
you didn't get drafted. What would you know about football? And when someone said the same response to her, she said, you can't use what I said against me. <laughs> please don't ever leave us, LOL. We're not going anywhere, and please stop going yeah, on Facebook. don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Facebook comments, it's the worst place on the internet, period. <laughs> Although one thing, reading this comment inspired me to look up a John Elway quote from a past combine back in February of 2012. And this was what Elway said about Tim Tebow at the 2012 Combine. Quote, I know Tim is going to work hard this offseason, and we're hoping that he's going to be the guy for a long, long time. Hoping. Oh, right. <laughs> hoping. <laughs> a oh. month later, Peyton Manning was a Bronco. <laughs> All right. And now, for the moment that everyone has been waiting for since yesterday's podcast. I couldn't sleep last night. Sir James Radio's subway order. <laughs> He says, I share Mace's opinion on it having too much bread and not enough meat, so here's how I compensate for that. <laughs> he gets the flat bread sandwich with double oven roasted chicken breast, turkey, triple Swiss cheese, toasted with black olive, salt and pepper, oregano, parmesan cheese, and sub spice, which I'm told is essentially just steak seasoning. I'll also stop by Pizza Hut. This is where things get weird. <laughs> get some of their god-tier buffalo sauce to add to it as buff as Subway. Doesn't offer the buffalo sauce uh, any longer. Any longer. Thankfully, over the years, I've befriended many sandwich artists and the franchise owner to where I can occasionally get the homie hookup. <laughs> I'll try to tweet a picture to you gents tonight. Oh, my. So that actually sounds really good. I just still, I mean, this I'm is. I'm not seeing the value. I, I don't know understand how it gets the $20. Yeah. the the. I guess you have three times the cheese, but what, that's a dollar each, I would think. Yeah. I would think so, too. This and is like the scene in Pulp Fiction where the only John thing Travolta tastes the milkshake. He's like, this is good. I'm not sure it's worth $5, but it's good. <laughs> the, the only things that are increasing the price here would be the double meat and triple cheese. Right. And I guess the sauce from Pizza Hut? Unless oh, he's is... getting the homie hookup from Pizza mm -hmm. Hut, too. Pizza, what, Pizza Hut's charging him for the buffalo <laughs> sauce? I guess. I feel like um, he should just stock up on the Pizza Hut sauce to save a trip. Yeah. So he doesn't have to go there every yeah, time. Yeah, boy, or I mean, find this a is comparable a... Bu buffalo sauce that you can get at the grocery store. This is a time commitment. Get a bottle. Yeah. It is. Next one from Elroy Jetson. Loving the ND trio, guys. Quick update: the archery team I coach made it to the Kentucky State Archery Tournament. Let's go! I am so proud mm -hmm. of all of my kids. PSA moment because of one of your stories. Please, fam, if you get told you snore bad, please get it checked. Ask about a sleep study. I have apnea at a severe level, but with my CPAP, after I got used to it, I can't sleep without it, and I always feel better. Thanks, all. Stay healthy. Go Broncos, DNVR, and my Trailblazer Archery crew. We have the best community. Honestly, we do. Because whatever, whatever problem, whatever issue comes up, we always have somebody who's willing to share a solution, insight, their own experiences with it. This is what's so cool. I just want to. We're doing. I just want to know what the people in the Indianapolis Convention Center think our <laughs> podcast is about. <laughs> Medical sandwiches, food. What convention are they here for? Maybe football. From the big Tabowski, my apologies for the boxing post. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing. 
Someone had mentioned the fight on here, as did RK. I was currently arguing with someone over it, and it sort of merged the two and went on about it here. In my defense, there was only 20 comments at the time of posting, and this podcast has been the which food item is sustainable for all meals <laughs> times podcast for a while now. It's <laughs> really playing into what I just said. Perhaps an update to the comment section so we can delete and modify our comments and set a one per pod limit or a word count feature. Love y'all, the big T. I love how he <laughs> knows he needs like restrictions or else he won't be able to control himself. As he posts, what, a second comment today and probably over the, the 200 word limit? Yep. <laughs> Larry Den Jr. says, hey guys, sorry, I'm not one to comment twice. <laughs> but jeez, who hurt Mark Schlereth? He bathes in a world of suck, and he's so Jeez, negative. Is, talk about being so negative. <laughs> With zero optimism. All right, I think we get the pro- get the point. I don't know if none of us really listen to his show. So Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Um, he must have said something. Yeah, something about he said a few weeks ago the Broncos are going to struggle to be 8-8. Eight and eight. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. I think I, eight and eight. I can see a scenario where they go eight and eight. I was gonna say, I think if you say that though, you're Larry Denna. Actually, I have to disagree with you. I I don't think you're crazy if you say that. Look, if this you say is a team that struggle to go eight and eight. That makes it seem like eight and eight is like on the on the high end for them. Like you would say, last year they struggled to go seven and nine. Yes, because they started three and eight. Okay. Like, I'm a, a little confused. <clears throat> to me, I'm saying I'm saying if if you say a team is going to struggle to go eight and eight, that means that you think eight and eight is at or near their ceiling. You're saying they're like a six win team, yeah, probably. Like they'll like yeah, they're going to have to have a lot of fortune to go eight and eight. Okay, yeah. I mean, I okay. I'll say if you think they're a 500 team, I don't think you're crazy. No, not at all. But yeah, struggle. I I see where that could be a little extreme. Yep. Next one coming in from Just Ice. Hold the water. Greetings, fellas. To keep this question a little more related to the draft, what do you guys think about the Notre Dame prospects? Is there any that you guys would expect to see on Elway's board? I grew up watching the Fighting Irish on Saturdays and the Broncos on Sundays. There's been numerous times where I thought the Broncos could have taken a Notre Dame player, but just like Alabama, Elway doesn't seem to like drafting those players. Troy Pride Jr. has been the obvious standout as of lately, but I'd argue that Chase Claypool would be an amazing addition in the third round if he's there. You get your complimentary to Sutton in the first or second round, and then with one of your thirds, add even more depth to the receiver room, especially if you guys think that we could potentially pick three receivers in this year's draft. This could be the year that the Broncos finally pick a Notre Dame player, but I just hope John can open his eyes. Good job, Zach. No, thank you, sir. Just ice. Hold the water. I'll tell you, Claypool, I like him a lot, but I think the best comp for him in terms of how he can be used is Evan Ingram. And Basically you got a Evan big Ingram. receiver, a big receiver, small tight end, and you've got that in Noah Fant. Uh, Troy Pride is interesting. I just, when I watch him, I wish he were more physical than he is. You wish he took more pride in his physicality? <laughs> you could see. <laughs> like the men of Troy? <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> you wish he wasn't junior about it. Oh. You see what I did there? Yeah, you ruined the whole thing. <laughs> Had this beautiful moment, Zach. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. I If, if, he, if he could stick his uh, nose in there a little bit uh, more aggressively, I'd be completely on board with Troy Pride. That said... 
if he's there mid-round, take a shot on him. That's fine. But Claypool, I'd take a shot on him if I was an offense. Yeah, Claypool is really <laughs> intriguing. Maybe not for the Broncos, but just league-wide. Get him in the right scheme with the right coaching. I think he can be a chess piece. We've got some uh, police activity outside. What is this, the second time in a week that we've been watching uh, some police activity? We'll keep you updated. As, yes. long, as long as no one's dead. Jeez. Last one from LA Bronco 30. Hey guys, love the combine coverage. It's the best out there. In regards to terrible roommates, my most recent one was awful. Me and my friend needed to fill the third room in our apartment. The only guy available at the time was a coworker of ours who was 13 years our senior. While me and my friend would be watching a movie or playing video games, this guy would constantly use the bathroom with the door open. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. What? We could hear his pee splashes. <laughs> What do people now think this podcast is about? (laughs) Oh, God, it's so funny. And to make matters worse, he would not wash his hands after. Oh, God. Sometimes he would even walk. (laughs) Okay, this roommate, first of all, you got to give a cur. You got to at least give a courtesy. Turn on the faucet, even if you don't use soap, just to, just to make everyone feel a little bit better. Uh, he goes on to say that he would walk right by us in his tidy whities. <laughs> he would even cross the TV to, to get from his room to the kitchen, <laughs> crossing no. right in front of our eye line. No. <laughs> Talk about terrible roommates. Plus, the garbage he would cook in the kitchen was horrendous. We would always joke that it looked like cat food that even a cat wouldn't eat. Anyway, I'm glad to be living on my own now. No roommates <laughs> is the way to go if you can swing it. It's just me and my cat, Cliff Booth, watching our football and listening to DNVR. Keep up the great work, chaps. Well, and I, then he I adds, cliff. I forgot to mention this guy was 43 to 45 years old during his time with us. Unacceptable for a man of that age. That but, is uncomfortable. Yeah. Look, if you're alone, uh, walk around in your tidy whities all you want. But if you got roommates, you got to think about that. I guess once you hit a certain age, you just stop caring. Yeah. You could hear the As a 43-year-old, I can say that. You do stop caring about certain things when you get older. I had, So I had this apartment. It was really small. It was actually just the basement of a house in when I was in college for one year. And the bathroom was like right next to where the couch was. And I had this roommate who would not turn the fan on use the bathroom and then just leave the door open when he walked out and i'd be like dude, uh, dude. are you serious at least close the rude did you have spray door? huh did you have spray like lysol in the bathroom yeah okay i mean or did poo-pourri? he spray no okay so no fan no spray yeah this guy was it was like he took enjoyment <laughs> in ruining our lives that's oh. someone who's not fit for civil society i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> should be in jail no fan no spray no vacancy. What? <laughs> oh, my know. God. This podcast needs to end for oh, the sanity yeah. of all of us. Well, I'll say this, guys. You gave me energy. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and now I feel quite alive. I appreciate that because I feel like I've given, even though we've had to be quiet, I feel like I've given all the energy I've have, I have left. And now I am at the brink of collapse. Mace will be wow. here for the rest of the week. By the way, I'm, I'm happy we did this podcast because it's just one of those things that that will live on. Yep. This, this one will uh, this one will be remembered for us. It's certainly how awkward it was. <laughs> certainly will be. Oh um, gosh, Mace will be here for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Zach and I are headed home tonight as 
this snowstorm is willing. Um, and that's your programming update. Um, so just you two on the pod tomorrow. Yes. I'll miss you guys. We'll miss you as well. Maybe you can give us a we will a quick dispatch from uh, from Indy that we can, even if it's just a text. But anyways. So let me know when you're recording, and I can maybe text you while you're while you're doing it. Yes, you can. You do it, uh, or we can just go to Blake Street Tavern and do the <laughs> podcast there. <laughs> uh, Blake Street Tavern, we love it. It's large, and they have beers <laughs> and food. That's all you really need to know. Uh, the The beers are good, and so are the foods. Breath and brews, so are the great spaces. nachos. Good night, everyone. <laughs> have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>